welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We not even—I don't even know what this is. This prelude, this the intro. I don't even I'm know right now. Like, we just start the episode. I'm, I'm just—I'm about to talk. Let's let's take a moment and play some music while we wait. Y'all, Georgia fans, hold on, hold on, hold on, not hold on, shh, shh, shh. not while I'm playing my champion music. Man, I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> Go ahead. This will be playing for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Norwood is, has walked away. Matter of fact, we are going to let you listen to the soundtrack of the Georgia football season. You can hear it, can't you? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. On and on and on because we are doing what? Hey, what? What are we? We're going to play this when Norwood gets back. We're going to let this ride. This is going to be, this is the prelude. This is the real. This is the everything for the episode. You see Norwood has gone away. You see that? He's back. Yes. 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 Norwood, confirm that you can hear me and the soundtrack of the Georgia Bulldogs playing right now. Oh, I can guarantee one thing. University of Georgia plans are by far the most classless I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I've ever encountered in my life. That's fine. They are, they are the group that really does not know how to act when they go mm -hmm. anywhere for the first time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You got that off your chest? Because we had to, I, I'll pause that. You know, I'll pause it. Matter of fact, let's just run it back real quick. Y'all are the guys in back. superhero shirts and, anim and anime hats at 45. Are you upset? You can call call us everything that you want to call us. That is just fine with me. But I make sure I, I remember my first championship. But you don't remember your first college football playoff. Don't try to bring no bullshit over here today, young man. Don't try to bring it over here, young man. It is a wrap for you. Florida, Florida, let me tell you something. Y'all are like, y'all are like, y'all like the NFL, NBA draft. Y'all are officially on the clock, my G. All of that 41 years, that, that one joke that you've been saying for the last however long it's I've known you. another 41 years, hey, Reggie. Hey, 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 listen. You can try to speculate all you want. Right now, y'all are closer to the 41 years than we are, if you really want to do that. But we're not going to do that. Let's just focus. We're not going to focus on the losers. We're going to focus on the Georgia Bulldogs, the winners. The winners. Y'all had to go get a coach from ULM. I remembered everything that you said, Norwood. I told you, I wrote everything down. Everything that you said. That's why I'm playing this as the soundtrack because you're going to hear this over and over and over. I've actually pinned a letter to Queen and their representation so that we can make this the intro song for the rest Eat it up, man. Eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Listen, you hear that? That's that's the that's the Snapchat. That's that's the Snapchat in there. And then we remix this for you for the Negroes too, because Yo. we out here. We are the champions. We are the hip hop champions. We are the rock champions. We are the football champions. We are the national champions. We are something that Florida has never done. We are the college football playoff champions. We have done something that Florida probably won't do for a long time. Listen, they up there getting transfer players from the University of Louisiana Monroe. Shout out to the Raging Cajuns and the ULL and wherever Bill Napier came from, but it ain't it right now. Listen, listen, ladies and gentlemen, Norwood said 
and I quote, how can you hate from outside the club? Well, look, they done built a whole new club over here. Look at that. You still at the 40 and over bar. You reminiscing in 2008, whatever year that was. We up here in 2021, 2022. Years those were. Years those were. Listen, listen, listen. I need you to get your parser speech right. That is of the utmost importance. It is. So say it with me. I don't remember what years those were. Now, this is your first time, and congratulations. Mm, that boy tight, that boy tight. But let, I'm me, not. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Don't he sound like the uncle that said I used to have all the chicks back in the day? Oh, man, I got all them trophies back But in- you can actually hey, see hey. the chicks. Yeah, you Y'all got one. Yeah, yep, yep. Y'all got one. Well, they actually got two. But if you want to say that, so listen, y'all got one and she finna act like Jada Pinky. Y'all ain't got nothing. <laughs> y'all got three that are as old as Angela Bassett. What the hell are you saying? Come on, okay. bro. This is where, on, hey, uh, bro. if, uh, if hey. you put it here or if you put it here, please put pictures of Angela Bassett and tell me if you don't still want that today. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm talking about the age, brother. Oh, okay. The, you want you want trophies, that? Well, y'all saw that. He moved nah, on that thing no real quick. Y'all trophies, y'all old ass trophies look great for their age. Listen, the trophies that are over here, the trophies, trophies? that are over here, yep, trophies. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. SEC championship, national. Oh, don't count. We don't care why about those. Why? Why? Y'all, because y'all ain't got none. Y'all ain't got okay. none since 2008, hey. bro. Nope, no, hey, if, listen, no, if no, you're no, counting, okay, no, 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 first off, you said, go ahead, you let me I'm gonna turn it up now. I'm no, finished. No, tell, we about to turn you down and mute you because right now the Georgia Bulldogs is what's focused, and you are muted. You can only ask to be unmuted, brother. You can't be unmuted because Georgia has muted Florida again. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kind of stylish, lifestyle lavish, jump in the coop with no mileage, run it, style it. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it, style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Uh, jump in the coupe with no mileage. Came from the struggle. I had to hustle. Get out the muscle. This is no tussle. I don't gotta touch it. I get the B. I make it bubble. This is tough. Fresh out of payment. They bring the pain. I bring the payment. Throw it in the I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kind of stylish. Lifestyle lavish. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Run it. Style it. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it. Style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen to episode 39 of the splash cast entitled if you don't want me then don't talk to me the around the league edition i am your ecstatic national championship fan and co-host reggie who's that over there name is norwood and I'm going to be civil today. These bombs I have, won. I have no plans to be civil. I, If you've listened to the 17-minute rant that we put out on Instagram here, you know that there is no civility that will be part of this conversation today. I already sent out the disclaimer months ago. It's on tape where I said, hey, man, don't not be my friend after this episode. 
Just going to put that out me. there. Y'all pray so, for me. This is a, this is one of the most unfortunate things that happened. <laughs> with that being said, time. with that being said, this is the Around the League edition of the Splashcast, episode 39. As I told you before, I'm your co-host, Reggie, along with my co-host, Norwood. Where we, in this edition, we talk about news around the league, uh, HBCU news around the culture, news around football, NFL, and college. Uh, news around basketball and college basketball when necessary, as well as splashes of uh, the week. With that being said, we are now going to start off with our favorite segment of the entire Splashcast, something that we know and love and have been a part of our entire lives, HBCU news around the culture. Mm, mm, mm. Got a few things we want to talk about today. Boy, I am jovial. I'll get a few things we're going to talk about today. First off, um, we're going to skip down. I want to talk about, I want to give a shout out to the new HBCU Hall of Fame class of 2022. Good place uh, to start. Way better. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven inductees this year, including some people that you probably know about, some people that we grew up watching. Ben Coates. Absolutely. Ben Coates. A lot of y'all probably didn't even know Ben Coates went to an HBCU. Uh, he is five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. He was there when they were kind of laying the foundation for what we came to know as the dynasty that is the New England Patriots. Uh, he got a Super Bowl with the Ravens, I believe, uh, and he is one of the best tight ends of all time. Well, a really good all-time tight end. I wouldn't say one of the best all times. But very good. Like you said, five Pro Bowls, two All Pros. You can't take that away from my guy, especially back. This is a lot less of the throwing tight ends. You're doing a lot of blocking too. So, yeah. Lot, great blocker. Great yeah. blocker. Um, also, Donald Driver from Alcorn State, longtime uh, receiver for the Packers, um, became one of. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers go to. He was kind of the bridge in between both of their uh, stardoms as Brett Favre's star started to dim. Aaron Rodgers' star started to bright, uh, brighten. Donald Driver was really that uh, bridge, if you so to speak, that got them to where they were going. Very consistent out of skilled, out of state. skilled do it all receiver. Tough. You know, a good career, Tough. very good career, and you know, Super Bowl champ and four time Pro Bowler. Speaks for itself. Speaks for itself. Now, there's here's somebody that uh, a lot of us our age and probably our parents aren't too familiar with. But if you have family that uh, went to this school, went to Morris Brown, shout out to Morris Brown. Um, and if you don't know about Morris Brown, Morris Brown was a really big school back in the day. Really popular in Atlanta. Um, they had a player by the name of John Big Train Moody. Uh, running back and black national champion in 1940. Seems like uh, speaking to some people uh, that went to Morris Brown that are alum, he's very well known around the school. And it seems like this is kind of overdue in their opinion. Let so me, shout out to Let John. me tell you who you don't want to smoke with is the old Big Train. <laughs> oh, Big Train? Hey, yeah, oh, Big Train come man. out here and knock you out now. Hey, boy, Big Train used to run that dive. He didn't want to have to be on the linebacker another end of that, man. <laughs> Oh, big train Moody. Back when they didn't throw the ball and had very little helmets. 
<laughs> you out there catching trains. <laughs> Yo. Um, also, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm out of Yeah, this. <laughs> uh, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Um, Nate Newton. Nate Newton, uh, one of the stalwarts of the 90s Cowboys offensive line that is often regarded as the greatest offensive line of all time, actually came into, um, came from FAMU, three-time Super Bowl champion, of course, three-peat, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, All-MEAC in 1980. And then he came and switched positions in the pros and became an All-Pro uh, offensive guard while he was an all-MEAC defensive tackle. So Nate Newton is one of the most, to me, one of the most criminally underrated players of his era. On One of um, the best to ever do it, without a doubt. Yep. Damn, turned off my uh, sound, noise canceling. That's all right. One of the best to ever do it. Sammy White, Sammy White, two-time Pro Bowler, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year for the Vikings out of Grambling, is also going to be inducted. Bam. Yep. And then uh, Roscoe Nance, he was a contributor. He is known as one of the godfathers of HBCU uh, sports journalism. He is the dean of black college sports writers is what he was known as around the country. Uh, covered the SWAC, MEAC during the 80s, covered the uh, SWAC during the 70s. Uh, he covered all players that we know and love and heard folklore about uh, from Walter Payton, Jerry Rice to, to Steve McNair. He was Mississippi's first African-American sports writer. And, of course, what he, else is he? What else is he, Norwood? Oh, fantastic member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> Never forget it. Root so to the Qs. Shout out to Roscoe that that Ooh, I'm about to say Roscoe Dad. Shout out to Roscoe Nance. <laughs> I almost said Roscoe Dad earlier. I was reading Roscoe Dad. Hey. And then, of course, there is Coach Willie Billy, William Billy Nix, who coached Morris Brown in Prairie View AM, led Morris Brown to a 65 and 21 record with 13 ties. Uh, Prairie View, he led to a 126 and 36 record with eight ties and is the winningest coach in school history. Uh, yep. Knicks led the Panthers to five black college national titles and six SWAC conference titles. Beast. Run it up. Run it up. Um, so shout out to Coach Willie Knicks and as well as FAMU linebacker Isaiah Lane. Oh, I'm sorry. That's another story. Shout out to the induction of all of the new HBCU Hall of Fame 2022 class. Uh, shout out to them, shout out to them, shout out to them. Applause, applause, applause. Uh, now, you know this would not be an HBCU, um, would not be segment. an HBCU segment without us talking about right now the hottest coach in the country in Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, and he's very calculated. And the, and the thing, he's so calculated with his media and social media and everything, it's, it's starting to become really, really impressive. So how is that? Dion released an interview when he was talking about the 40-40-20 rule and how the transfer portal is destroying, um, is, is not destroying, but kicking high school football players in the gut. Why? Back in the day, when you, when Nor, let's say Norwood and I were in high school and a school offered you for any sport, 
they normally had 20 to 30 scholarships for high school players, right? Then they had two or three scholarships for transfer players. That is totally different now. Dion is saying, I have to now have 40% of my scholarships for transfer players, 40% of my scholarships for players returning, and 20% of my scholarships go to high school players. That's drastic. That's drastic if you if you have 40, let's say you got 40 scholarships for that year, and you got to only have eight for high school players. That's difficult. Looking, for, the ch- looking for players who are ready-made so you can win a championship. Right now. And especially, and as we talked about it before, Dion's kind of right when it comes to the HBCUs. Y'all should live in the portal. They should live in the portal right now because they got a lot of our kids. And when I say our, I am definitely talking about brown and black children. Brainwashed thinking you have to go to an H to a PWI in order to make it to the league. Any Crowder. It, <laughs> and it's <laughs> Florida Gator and he's manipulated uh, <laughs> and they have manipulated the mindset of that so Dion is now talking about changing that mindset so it's it's interesting it's interesting it's interesting why is that important or why did I bring that up well go ahead I mean, there are a myriad of different things he's living in the portal and he's kind of bullying Florida State. There's got to be a point where you have to be like, all right, he he's just directing his hate at us, and he's getting he's picking off Florida State players. He just signed uh, True Thompson, uh, who was at Florida State, now transferring to, to uh, Jackson State. This is after they already got Hunter last week, who was supposed to recruit. Yes, number one recruit now is with Jackson State. I was yeah, laughing, <laughs> but, but, but Dion going to make y'all say uncle if y'all keep playing with him. And let me tell you something. He just landed the number four receiver in the transfer class, um, uh, Kevin Coleman, number 58 overall prospect and an All-American who was who is one of Travis Hunter's best friends. They talked about going to Florida State together, and he has now committed to Jackson State along with Travis Hunter, and he will be playing wide receiver with Travis Hunter. And this is after Dion landed uh, Geronte Davis from Middle Tennessee State in the transfer portal where he chose Jackson State over UConn, uh, Memphis, schools like that, as well as FAMU and uh, Coastal Carolina. And, and let, let's not forget, Dion isn't doing any in-house uh, visits right now because of his foot. So he's just talking to these guys on the phone. He's talking to moms and dads and saying, hey, Send your son over here. I will send him back a man. Uh, send your son over here. I will get him to the NFL. You guys are still going to people's houses, sitting down with their families and not converting. Dion is putting the pressure on you every day. And every day. HBCUs, y'all need to pay attention too. If he keep racking up these, he's going to run y'all face off. Well, uh, that is true that you brought that up. And one school that is not sitting back and in, in, in just waiting to get beat up is uh, Grambling with Hugh Jackson. He has landed another transfer player from UCLA. He is mining the state of California right now, and he is bringing in those guys, which because it's a Southwestern school in Louisiana, the only other HBCUs that are going to be close to the West Coast are in Texas. So um, shout out to, to Grambling as well. And then another bit of news, Prairie View finally ended their uh, 
coaching search after uh, Southern took their coach and they got Bubba McDowell. Now, some of y'all that are listening that aren't, you have to be a real football fan to remember Bubba McDowell. Bubba with McDowell Oilers. played with the Oilers. He was all pro safety. Uh, I believe he won um, the DB of the year one year as well. Um, Bubba McDowell was the offensive, offensive coordinator or DB's coach. One of them at, of the previous regime at Prairie View at Prairie View. So now Prairie View has named him as the head coach. Not only have they named him as the head coach, he went and took four coaches from Southern's coaching staff that followed uh, the new coach from Prairie View to Southern and took them back. So he has just created a rivalry with Southern without even playing a game. <laughs> and you got to start looking at where the coaches are now. Now, I don't want to say that the coaches that were in the past were inferior or less than because some of the best coaches of all time came from HBCUs. Let's not ever all forget. Time. All time. Arguably the GOAT, Eddie Robinson himself. Uh, but with, I mean, you know, they're Vince Lombardi, Bill Belichick. He's in that, ca he, to me, he's in that category, though. He's the greatest college coach of all time. But yeah. now you're, you're looking at Bubba McDowell, former mm -hmm. NFL player. Eddie George, former NFL player. Deion Sanders, former NFL player, Hugh Jackson, former NFL and D1 Power 5 coach. Mm -hmm. A lot of, there's a lot of experience going back yeah, there. This, this is changing fast. And for the rest of the HBCUs, and y'all know I'm not talking to the rest of HBCUs because we cool, but we not that cool. Hey, Hampton. We got to figure something out soon and very soon. I don't know where we need to spend this money or who we need to go after, but we do not want to be the last person on this game of uh, musical chairs without a pro coach. Uh, so figure it out and figure it out soon. The rest of you guys, you know, best of luck, I guess. Yeah, and Hampton is, is in a unique situation as opposed to most, especially SWAC schools, where Hampton has a bevy of money. They could really go get anybody they wanted to you know we don't spend that money Richie. yeah we don't so hampton y'all got to get it together y'all got to get it together uh and lastly in our hbcu segment news around the culture we wanted to recognize isaiah land from fam U. he has been voted and won the fcs defensive player of the year why is that important the fcs includes north uh north dakota state who just won Jordan the national Southern. championship Georgia Southern. No, Georgia Southern's uh, FBS now. They're in the Sun Valley. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, but it includes South Dakota State, Moorhead State, all of those schools. The Big that, South? Yeah, all of those schools. Uh, yeah, all of those schools are now FCS. So, and he beat out all of them. He, uh, his, he led the nation in sacks and tackles for loss. Highlighted <laughs> in with uh, his game against South Carolina State University, where FAMU beat them. Um, as you know, South Carolina State eventually won the Celebration Bowl over Dion. He had five over Jackson State. I'm sorry. He had five sacks and four and a half tackles for loss in that game. He set a single season record, a single game record for both for FAMU. 
Um, and and the SWAC five sacks in one game is a single season single game record for the SWAC. So shout out to Isaiah Land. He has been invited to the HBCU Combine. I was just about um, to ask that. I was like, I know this guy is going to the Combine without a doubt. Definitely invited to the HBCU Combine, and I expect him honestly to probably go to the regular NFL Combine as well, because um, I'm sure he's going to show out. So shout out to Isaiah Land, man. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our HBCU News Around the Culture segment of episode 39, the Around the League edition. Uh, if you don't want me, you don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Uh, we will now get into free me. the... <laughs> free me. Free me. <laughs> we will now get into uh, our football segment, News Around the League, where we talk about the NFL news around the league as well as we will get into NCAA football and discuss I'm about to start drinking the glorious day that the Georgia Bulldogs became national champions stay tuned ladies and gentlemen I'm drinking now And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, episode 39 of the Splash Cast title. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. The Around the League edition. We are now going to get into our news around football. Birth Free me. Both, nope. Both NFL and NCAA football. We'll we don't start, need that. We'll, <laughs> we'll start with the NFL. Um, I want to talk about the uh that's not what we start no we start with just <laughs> with your boy i, I want to talk about i really wanted to start out with um the playoffs and the seating but antonio brown has a grip on nfl news right now and who let these hoes in <laughs> my room i don't have the voice i've been yelling i can't i about to say i can't hit that note i've been yelling i'm, I'm good yelling good you don't need no voice but yeah <laughs> but um but uh, Antonio Brown, not only did he go on television and uh, went on different podcasts and basically throw shots at Tom Brady, throw shots at Bruce Arians, not, <laughs> he released text messages that were kind of vindicating about him and his injury uh, that really shined a light on a... a really shine a different light on the Bucks in the situation. Uh, speaking of basically coming from his point of view, he then <laughs> made news by sneaking while he was getting prepared for the Jets game where he had his meltdown the night before he, he had a meltdown. <laughs> had another meltdown where he had Ava Louise uh, who's a popular TikToker and Instagram person, uh, snuck her into the room for a nightcap rendezvous. And now, I, I will ask, because I, you know, I am not the social media guy that much at all, and definitely not TikTok. Uh, do you know what she's famous for or, or what really gave her her stardom? Licking a toilet seat to try to catch COVID when it first came out. Excuse me, say what? 
she was she was a popular TikToker before, but she hadn't she didn't blow up. You know, she she had a in terms yeah. of social media had a few she thousand followers. Yeah, she was she getting decided, it out the mud and then decided, <laughs> decided to get it out of the toilet. She was trying to prove <laughs> that uh, COVID wasn't real and that it was BS. And she was like, I want to go ahead and get it now so that I don't have to deal with it later when people thought that it was you catch it and you can't get it again. And she went to a restroom and licked the toilet seat. Fast forward, then she kissed Antonio Brown in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> so now we all understand why Antonio Brown was in a shitty mood. So <laughs> I couldn't help myself. So oh, Reggie is on fire today, boy. He ain't got a national championship. New chip, new me. Boy, he is wilding now. I mean, look, man, I don't understand why folks are so outraged. Then folks are saying, hey, A.B., how can you sneak a chick in your room and then go not play and quit and say that you Oh, I'm sure old toilet liquor got time. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know right now, he didn't have to use his ankle for what he was doing with her. So I ain't got no problem with that either. I don't know. If you look at toilet seat, I consider you a serial killer as far as I'm concerned. We have to oh, stay. Man. I have social. If you've ever, ever looked at toilet seat, social distance from me eternally. Just take this as the moment. <laughs> never just wherever we are. And you you can tell me, hey, I like the toilet seat. I excuse myself. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, I feel like you. I'm about to get on up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> ain't even go to, I gotta go to the bathroom. He ain't have to do 85 <laughs> like that, man. I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Forever. No intended. <laughs> so you gonna be like, I gotta go to the bathroom too. No, but uh, <laughs> let's get back to football, man. So does he have a case? His him releasing the text messages saying he's talking about uh, talking to Bruce Arians allegedly. Now again, these are his screenshots. They could be altered. They could be doctored. We don't know. Um, but he released screenshots of him allegedly texting Bruce Arians, talking about his injury, saying he'll do whatever he can for your coach, uh, this, that, and the third. And then he also released screenshots to about between him and Tom Brady's uh, trainer, who was already who was already has already been through a scandal or two while he was with uh, while he's been Tom Brady's assistant about a hundred thousand um, dollars. This is, to this, me, does this change the perception of him or did everything? Oh, no, 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 no. This doesn't change the perception of him. I've, th this is, especially today, I feel like people either fall on the either side or the or side. And I fall, I typically fall somewhere in the middle. Uh, number one, Bruce Arians was lying about some of that. 100%. If those texts, if those are true, he definitely, well, yeah. to me, he was lying anyway. Yeah, but. so Bruce Arians definitely lied about some of this. But this is kind of like the OJ conviction to me. Did OJ probably do it? Yeah. Did AJ? Uh, did uh, AB probably do it? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you know, OJ's out. So, and we we. So, I mean, sometimes you know, athletes need a W, and, and I think that I think that they'll end up paying him something. I think there'll be a settlement in the future. Specifically, I was about to say, I think that's that's all this is about to me. I think this is about him getting his money. And I feel like he's gonna get his money because he was clearly injured. We all saw it on the on the uh injury report. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, and do I think the A A B was being at, pulling the A B out there? Yes, but sometimes you just have to take your loss, and then after this, you know, after the game, you probably have to do it a little bit more discreetly. Discre- discretion is the better part of valor. I bet, but uh, <laughs> uh, but for sure, what you did put yourself in a position to where it doesn't matter what A B was doing; you still got to follow the rules because you're still a corporation. And that's where I think they're going to fall into trouble. They are going to fall into trouble, man. This is a sticky situation. As long as you know, uh, anything dealing with AB is way more complicated than it seems. Absolutely. (laughs) He got like nine lives too. Like, how do you keep, you be right (laughs) into trouble. He'd be right in some shit and him like, "Ah, not so fast. My friend, he'd be pulling Lee Corso's every game. I mean, every year. And I'd be like, you got to think about all this stuff. The Facebook Live situation, the um, throwing throwing uh penis shaped fruit snacks at his baby mama back in the, uh, that was like last year. Like, oh, he threw that chair out of the hotel, almost hit that uh, kid. AB is a wild boy. Oh, he and called Mac. He called Mike Mayock. What he called oh, Mike Mayock. God. Um, he I had the free. Please don't, the, please don't yeah. make me edit that out. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna tell y'all this is real podcast right here, boy. I had to be very careful about what I said next. Um, oh goodness, I was yeah. like, oh, don't say, don't say, yeah, don't say. He, yeah. The cryo situation, the Facebook Live situation, the Mike Mayock situation, the throwing the chair out of the hotel and almost hitting the kids situation, the not paying the chef situation, not paying somebody else situation. Uh, he got that little sexual assault with that girl who said that she was his trainer, but she was in the bed with him situation. Um, Heat out. Oh, Robert Kraft situation. <laughs> uh, that he might need to, his nickname might need to be the situation boy because he got more situation. <laughs> That's the friend. I'm like, hey, nah, big dog. Uh, big shitty with big city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, I'm going to drink. And I'm, I see that's going to be the running theme for my podcast. Whatever Reggie does, I'm going to tell y'all, I rescind control for the rest of the podcast to whatever Reggie wants to do. I'm just along for the ride. I got a few beers here. I got some crown. That's it. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, moving on from AB, we've talked about him for 10 minutes now. Uh, before we get to Bloody Sunday uh, and the fallout from all of these coach firings, um, there were a lot of NFL records that were broken. Uh, I believe, well, I don't know if they're broken, actually. Did Cooper Cup end up breaking the record? I don't think he did. Good. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, let's scratch that segment because there was a whole lot of stuff talking about if records were broken, Oh, JJ, I'm sorry, TJ Watt broke the sack record. Uh, but we can still have the conversation. There's, the conversation still holds holds Fair. together, yeah, at the end of the day. What Reddy's talking about is the NFL has moved from 16 games to 17 games a season. Mm-hmm. So there becomes an issue when you talk about these records specifically that have been held for a long time because we played 16 games for a pretty long time, but even before that, it was 14, 12, and 10. So now that we're going to, well, they've gone to 17 games. Do the records still have the same 
you know, luster, or do you put the 17 game records by themselves and the 16 game records by themselves? So here's my opinion. I think we are going to be that generation that when things change, we're at that age, we don't like when things to change a lot. So when the NFL went from, you know, 10 games to, I think it was 14 to 16, you know, Jerry Rice's record, Walter Payton's record, all of those records were, I don't know if Jerry Rice's record was broken, but Walter Payton's record was broken. Walter Payton broke Jim Brown's record. Jim Brown's record was done in 10 games. Jerry Rice's record was done in 10 games. Uh, we are going to be at that point where all those records that were done, I mean, that were that were set in 16 games will be all those records are going to be broken at 17. I mean, the sack record went the first year with TJ Watt because they're throwing the ball more as well. The game has changed. I, I think to me that after a certain amount of time, nobody's going to care. Everybody's going to care about the record being broken and not how long it took them to break the record. Eventually. I think it'll, either, it'll be that, or you're just going to have to come. It'll, it'll be long-term which is even kind of different because you have an extra game every season and it'll be more average. It's how many touchdowns you average because that's, that's kind of the only really fair way you can come to any type of conclusion is what do you do on a more regular basis instead of what you do in a game or season type of thing. You think so? Cause nobody really cares about Emmitt Smith's average. Emmitt Smith just broke Walter Payton's record. Nobody cared about Walter Payton. Well, that we knew about yeah. Walter Payton break Jim Brown's record because he just broke his record. Like it didn't, they didn't care about average and all of that stuff. We are the, we are the generation of stats, next gen stats, on three stats, one stat, all of these stats, stats, stats. LeBron James breaks a stat every game that they try I mean, well, to He is the best old player in NBA history. <laughs> and when, when like, he was the youngest, he was. <laughs> You're the youngest player ever to record 11 rebounds. I'd be like, man, what? <laughs> Like, so we're the stat generation. So, like, well, okay, LeBron also was probably the best young basketball player, and he definitely gonna be the best old basketball player. Yeah, fair, fair. But, uh, so I, like I said, those records will be validated because nobody's gonna care, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, getting back to the playoffs. Getting back to the playoffs, everything is now set for the playoff weekend coming up. The Eagles, who got stomped out by the Cowboys, but had already set their had already clinched a playoff berth, will play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And to me, and I, and I did, we did bet that game, and I was right. Yeah, you got your six pack of flight. Did we bet another game in basketball? And you had to give it right back. So, uh, Philadelphia. Damn. <laughs> Damn, man, let me celebrate my victory. I let you celebrate the whole damn show. And I say for one time, I get a bet right. And you you didn't even let me get a good five seconds of of, of enjoyment. Got to shoot all your dreams down today, brother. Um, Philadelphia, you don't want hating on the national championship, Georgia Bulldogs. Philadelphia, actually, to me, do you think Philly, I guess this is getting into our Saturday night, uh, I mean, Saturday morning live. But Philly and Tampa Bay is going to be a good game. San Francisco, first off, first off, first off, again. Again, we said it in the ATL edition, but I'm going to say it again. Shout out to Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. 
for eliminating y'all did that, y'all did the, that. <laughs> the New Orleans Tanks. Y'all for sure Thank did that. So much. And by winning and some things falling your way, you have a chance to play the Dallas Cowboys, who came into the offs to the playoffs kind of sputtering. They did have the Eagles where they stomped them out, but they were playing the Eagles backup backups. Uh and San Francisco can run the ball very well. Now, Dallas can defend the pass. They feast their family, but they can defend the pass. Defending the run hasn't been their greatest attribute. So that could yeah. be a good game. And, yeah, if you, they're a team that loves to pass rush, and they're going to take the ball out of Jimmy G's hands for sure. Uh, if he starts, you don't even know who Kyle going to start. He likes to make this decision right there. So, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. You know, you immediately think, like, Dallas' defense is playing pretty good lately, and they have a, a pretty awesome fan, uh, pass rush, but I'm sure Shanahan, like, I can fix that pass rush. We ain't passing. <laughs> it's, and it, you, when you run the ball as effectively as they do, you shorten the game. And that, yep. you, Dallas might not get but five, six possessions the whole game if they could, if San Francisco can run the ball which puts a lot of pressure on you to do something right then and there. And if you can run the ball, you got game control. You got game control, you can win it. At least give your shot a chance. Give yourself a shot to win. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the last wild card weekend game for the NFC is the Arizona Cardinals against the Los Angeles Rams in a division matchup that will take place on the first playoff game on a Monday night. Uh, Monday night, 8.15 Eastern on ESPN. That should be a pretty good game. Los Angeles is just, like I said, coming off the collapse against the 49ers where they Los Angeles actually had a chance to get to the number two seed if they had won, but they lost. And now they have to play the Arizona Cardinals and anything is possible with Kyle, Kyler Murray back there. So um, that should be yeah, a good yeah. game. Yep. And of course, the Green Bay Packers locked up the number one seed, and they are on a bye to the NFC in a shocker, a pure shocker. I don't, I don't know what happened with this. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who were left for dead, shout out to Mike Tomlin, the black coach, not you, Ben Roethlisberger. Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs. <laughs> No, nah, move and, out of the way. I'm not shooting at you. Move, move, move. I'm shooting at him, man. They made the playoffs by beating the Baltimore Ravens, who, of course, were missing Lamar Jackson. Uh, but they came back and beat Baltimore in Baltimore, and they needed help. They needed help from Indianapolis, and nobody picked Indianapolis to lose to Jacksonville. And, and Ow, we both, bam. We, well, we ignored one thing. We actually talked about it on the pod. Indianapolis had not beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville in the last five years or something like Which that. Which you just assumed that because we live in a world of, I was going to say norm, normality or whatever you want to call it, but you guys won a national championship. So literally anything is possible. And clearly so many things were possible that somehow the Jacksonville Jaguars formerly coached by that guy who fakes all the injuries, uh, they beat, and we should have saw this coming because he was the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Dun-da-da-da, trick it off wins. Blows it again. <laughs> he had a horrible game. Yeah, and he's all. Up... At what point do we just decide that he might just be some mid? 
And it's not like Jacksonville shocked them and beat them by a field goal. Jacksonville, what they asked the whole game, the whole game. Imagine getting asked what by Jacksonville. Well, we said it on the pod. We said normally the last game, when we were picking games, we said the last week of the NFL season is difficult to pick because the, the sorry teams are playing this like it's a their Super Bowl. It is a and, Super Bowl. And this, this is the last time some of these guys will have tape on themselves. That's what oh, I'm, I'm saying. A, They're I'm trying to here. make the roster. Yeah. And, and Jacksonville went out there and gave it to, it to uh, Indianapolis and ended up giving the playoff berth to, well, giving the Steelers a chance. So that was part one of the Steelers. The Steelers uh, won the game against Baltimore. They needed Indianapolis to lose. And as long as the Raiders and the Chiefs did not tie, the Steelers were in. If the Raiders, I'm sorry, the Raiders and the Chargers did not tie, then the Steelers were in. If the Chargers and the Raiders tied, then they both would get in and the Steelers would be out. And everybody, including all of the Vegas bookies, were looking at this game. And let me tell you something. That is up there for one of the best games of the year. By far. And I stayed up to watch the whole game. The Las Vegas Raiders were kicking the Chargers' ass the whole game. And then, first off, Justin Herbert is that dude. Justin Herbert put on one of the best displays of a young rookie quarterback in crunch time I have ever seen in the NFL. Now, the Raiders defense ain't that great, but what he did, he scored nice 14 points. He scored 14 points in like three minutes. That was he scored on fourth and goal from outside the red zone with three seconds left and scored the game-tying touchdown. Justin Herbert was throwing frozen ropes all through the fourth quarter. And they made it to o- and caused overtime and made it all the way back down to overtime with four seconds left. And the Chargers coach called timeout on third and four to realign. The Raiders looked like they were content with just going for a tie because you know it players would be players was hurt. They was playing in o- overtime. Everybody yeah, was both tired. Know. It's like there's there's nothing for them to lose. Like now nah, we're just all right, we headed to the playoffs. And then the Chargers coach in he does two things wrong that whole game. He went for it on fourth and one in at his own 22 yard line and didn't get it, which was the dumbest thing I was one we of the dumbest. We things. haven't had a you big dummy in a long time, but this guy is sounding more and more like you know. Might have to play this in the background. Winner. Listen, might have to play that in the background because then he decided to call timeout with ten seconds left in order to get the alignment right to stop the run. Got his alignment you. right. <laughs> Mind you. They had not only the Chargers defense had pretty much shut down the Raiders the whole second half, especially the whole fourth quarter. Raiders regrouped, said, oh, you're going to call a timeout? Got the first down, kicked the game, winning field goal. 
And the scary part about this is, is this is how you peak care of yourself. Um, where it's a very simple, obvious thing to do. And then you don't do that. And then your team betrays you. And then you guys struggle in perpetuity. Um, I feel like this is when they decided that Pete Carroll decided not to run with Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. And you very well may never bounce back from this. I wish you the best of luck ish, but everybody going to be looking at you. They, you this, this is all they, you and, and they're set and you're the person getting sold. Nobody else. Herbert looking like, oh, nah, big dog. I played. All right. This is on, this is on the leadership. I threw the ball 62 times. And that yep. guy. And that guy is a defensive coach. The Chargers coach. Remember, they fired Anthony Lynn. Lucky to be a coach. Brandon Staley. Remember, they fired Anthony Lynn, the black coach. Who point out the obviousness of this. But. And to bring in Brandon Staley. And Anthony Lynn. Hey, like- I, I I keep telling teams until y'all do right by these coaches, y'all gonna struggle. We got another one here on the way. <laughs> <laughs> on the way. I don't know why y'all don't look at the trends. It's on. Yeah. It's going. It's on the way. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, man. So Miami. We'll get there. The Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the Chiefs now. Since the Raiders won, they get to play the hottest team in the NFL right now in the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, and then the Patriots and the Bills get to play in a divisional rematch for a third time. And let me tell you something. It is very difficult to beat a team three times in one year, much less twice in one year. And you never want to bet against Belichick. Right. And they beat him twice before. I mean, but if you beat Bill Belichick three times, I don't care if you don't win not now another game. You tell somebody you beat Bill Belichick three times in a season, Shake that man's hand. You give him some respect. Shake his hand. Shake his hand. So we, it is shaping up to be a great playoffs. This is one of the few years that, to me, there's really no clear-cut favorite. Nobody believes that Green Bay is as clutch as they as they say they are. They really have pretty much tricked it off every year except for the first year that they won it. Um, way back when. I think they won it way back when, like the last time Florida won a national championship. But um, so when it gets, <laughs> this will be a fun NFL season, a fun NFL postseason. It is going to be wide open, and I, I don't even know who to put my money on right now. Um, and lastly, Norwood brought it up before. We are going to address the elephant that is in the room, that's been in the room, that probably will never leave the room. I don't know if it's an elephant. It might be something. It's got to be something. What's the, what's the animal big in it? It's a whale in the room. It's something so big that can't nobody not have never seen it. He said it's a whale in the room. I feel like an elephant just too small. And you got to think, elephant's a big ass animal. We need some way bigger How you going to call an elephant too small? It is. Way too small. But uh, Bloody Sunday happened. So Bloody Sunday happens every every. Sunday and Monday at the end of every season for the NFL, a lot of coaches get fired. The first one to get fired was, of course, Matt Nagy from the Chicago Bears. Everybody also, also, from every episode that we've ever shot, I've said fire Matt Nagy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they should pay me 
But if I knew that at the beginning of the season, why did it take you 17 games to figure out that this guy's probably not the way to go? Yeah, man. He was he in four years, he was 34 and 30. So he had a winning record, but he was 0-2 in the playoffs. And I think what really sealed his fate oh, and slew. was he was appointed because he was the Andy Reid apprentice. He was Andy Reid's offensive coordinator before Eric Bieniemy. He was supposed to be a offensive guru that could turn the team around. His this year they ranked 31st in passing yards and ranked 28th overall in overall offense and 24th in run defense. Man, so they man, were man. bad. They were bad all over. And then you decided to start the red rifle over. Justin Fields, who is your, your move? First, hey, I can't even, I ain't gonna lie to you, it is. Uh, who is your number one quarterback drafted, first round quarterback, and you start the red rifle? And that just set the tone for the team. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries. Can we change that. his name to the dead rifle? Because I think his career is over. <laughs> change his name to Old Yeller. <laughs> but um that was so that firing by Matt of Matt Nagy was not was not surprising. A lot of no, other we've been firings, waiting on them. a lot of other firings weren't surprising either. Mike Zimmer from uh Minnesota, he was just a product of they needed a new voice in that locker room. He's old school. He he pretty much maxed out his coaching potential in Minnesota. And they needed he a new voice. Now going to coaching his young new girlfriend, I'm sure he'll be all right because she's a supermodel. He's good to go. Good to go. And then the Giants, I I honestly don't think the Giants were going to fire Judge this year until this past weekend when on third and four from the 20-yard line, their own 20, they did a quarterback sneak. If if, if they weren't <laughs> smart enough to know that they should have already been ready to fire your Judge, and they should fire themselves. Should take them out, take themselves outside to the nearest parking lot and just just yell at themselves for being so awful and then just let them go. They got rid of Joe Judge, and I think they got rid of Gettleman or Gettleman nope. is not going to retire. Matter of fact, Gettleman understood what I told him. <laughs> he said, nah, I retire. <laughs> yeah, Gettleman got out of there, retired. So yeah, I out mean, of there. You gonna stick with Daniel Jones? And at that point, Joe Judge. No, nah, I'd rather, I rather spend more time with my family. I'm rich. Yep, yep. And then the shocker of the day. And not that Ryan. shocker. <laughs> I line them up, you knock them down. Double on top. Uh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, Brian Flores, who is a Bill Belichick disciple, um, a Bill Belichick assistant who is coach of the Miami Dolphins who led Miami to a 10-win season and on the brink of the playoffs this year with a part-time quarterback who was hurt. Regular roster. Extra regular. Real regular roster got fired. Not only did he get fired, it was out of the blue and there was really no explanation given. Of why he was fired. Here's a little stat. Here's a stat for Brian Flores that Noah would put in the group. Coaches that are still employed with and their records over the last two years are comparable to Brian Flores. 
John Harbaugh from the Baltimore Ravens, 19 and 14. Brian Flores was 19 and 14 as well. Cliff Kingsbury, the Wonder Kid, 19 and 14. Mike McCarthy of the Dallas Cowboys, 18 and 15. Bill Belichick. Now remember, Brian Flores is one of the only assistants of Bill Belichick to come back and have a winning record against the Patriots. 17 and 16. Kyle Shanahan, boy wonder. 16 and 17. Zach Taylor for the Bengals, 14, 18, and 1. Although they did just win their division. Just Ron Rivera, 14 and 19. Even regular Matt- two different places. <laughs> You know, like if you mid, ain't like, right, well, I might go over here, and this this might be, this might not be some mid over here. They might not be used to that. Nah, bro, you universally mid. <laughs> Matt Rule and Joe Judge. Joe Judge just got fired. <laughs> Matt Rule. <laughs> now talk about, hey, Matt Rule. Let me tell you, big dog, you next. <laughs> you is next to be fired. And you ain't got no quarterback. <laughs> it ain't looking good. You should go ahead and start looking at new places you want to live. Uh, I hope you're renting. I hope you didn't did not buy in Charlotte. Because your future don't look good, brother. And this is probably as good as it's gonna get. Christian McCaffrey, he finna look like he finna be Kyrie Jr. Work about every other game. Um, you don't got a quarterback. You had Scam Newton. That was a scam. <laughs> scam <Y'all> Donald. <laughs> Worst scam. <laughs> hey, I'm amazed at that. <laughs> I am truly amazed. I, I almost, like I said, I want to send uh I'm sorry card to the former coach of the Jets because it's not Sam Donald's fault. I mean, not your fault. It's Sam Donald's just not good. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Adam Gates, it was couple boy in that too. They were bad together. <laughs> Bad meets worse meets terrible. <laughs> but with Brian Flores, he is now going to be one of the hottest coaches on the uh, that he will be interviewed for all of the jobs, including the Jags, the Raiders, everyone. Yeah. He, I, I don't I, I don't I just hope this is something we talk about all the time and I want you to elaborate on this. I hope that he doesn't get forced to take another terrible job. Always do. Always do. End up with the Bears. And they'll be like, hey, fix this. They'll be like, I can't fix this shit. I feel like the Bears are in a better situation than he did when he got to the Dolphins. When he first got there. Okay, Reggie, let's play this scenario out. What about the the Bears really gets you excited about, man, I really want to come to Chicago and coach there? They have a quarterback. They do have... They. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're committed to him at this point. Hold on. Let's put a pin in there for one second. Two and feels. You really going from that much of a better situation? Negligible at best. Same shit. Yeah. But I'm saying when he first went to Miami, oh, when he first went to Miami, he didn't have two. When he first got there. And at least Miami has Waddle. Like they had, they had, he just they got had, Waddle this year. Yes. I, I think I don't. Man, don't I'm take that saying, job. I'm don't take saying, that job. I'm not saying that Chicago is better than Miami right now. I'm saying when he got to Miami, they it was were worse. Just it was worse than what Chicago is in now. I just hate that we always gotta be the, t- the 
and not we. I hate that minorities, specifically black coaches, are always the guys who need to go in in two years and fix these teams that have been bad for the last hundred years, i.e. the Dolphins, i.e. the Bears. Why can't we get Cliff King? Like, why why, why you never see no black person get the Cliff Kingsbury treatment? All right, let's go just basically make this team whatever you want it to be. Ain't never Instead- did nothing. He was he, oh, he was, he was head coach of Texas Tech. in college. <laughs> he never did nothing. He coached Patrick Patrick. Uh uh, uh what's his name? Patrick for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He coached Patrick Mahomes. And you coached Patrick Mahomes to an extra regular record. We know that that is not what Mahomes is actually <laughs> capable of. In the Big 12. But we ain't even gonna go there. Then you go to USC. <laughs> oh, whatever. Reggie sniping. Hey, you know what? You win a national championship. You carry yourself differently. Enjoy yourself, I, my friend. I, I, and that is something that I will agree. <laughs> my shoulders are sitting up today. Back, broad, not slumped over. But let's get back to this uh, Cliff Kingsbury slander. No, I, I'm going to get back to drinking a beer. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury then left Texas Tech to become the off. Where would he go? He was gonna no. He went head. from Texas. Oh, uh, I think maybe USC. He, no, before USC, he was going to be no. He's going to USC to be the offensive coordinator, and, and then, then before Arizona. he got there, he left and went to Arizona before he even coached a game at USC, and has been as I said before at nineteen and fourteen. Pretty regular. I mean, it's more of the same. I mean, we we can we can all act like we don't understand it or we don't know it, but yeah, I'm gonna say it. They fired him because he was black. We know he didn't need a scapegoat. We know, we know all these. Just like in the, in the NBA, when all these coaches get be able to be a whole bunch of terribleness for years and keep getting jobs, keep recycling the same old good old boys. That's what y'all doing. Y'all recycling the same old good old boys, the same old saltless chips, the same old nasty, terrible mother lovers that don't know how to coach. Y'all keep recycling them, and y'all keep wondering why every place that they go is trash. Every Reggie, single place. Reggie is describing Jason Garrett. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever seen Jason Garrett coach a game before, but and he was the coach of America's team with America's roster. I don't want to say that out loud because I don't want to offend America because, you know, we just had January 6th last year. Y'all walked out. Um, (laughs) Not y'all walked out. (laughs) Oh, but Jason Garrett. (laughs) Brian Flores. I mean, yeah, Flores, man. He's going to be the hottest name on the coaching block. And I I hope he goes to a team that has to play the Dolphins every other year. I hope he beats the Dolphins into oblivion forever and ever and ever. Um, with that being said, man, shout out to the Brady, the Brady Bunch, a.k.a. Tom Brady signing Cyril Grayson, the new Brady guy, former LSU All-American track stars now under the Brady brand. Uh, that brings his total up to, I think, seven or eight athletes. So Brady is growing. Wait, was, he signed him? He's a new Brady guy. Yeah. He's the Brady brand. That's first of all, 
What y'all don't know is Cyril Grayson didn't play any college football. And At now all. he and now he is the uh I guess because AB's gone. I guess he, he pretty sponsored to be the guy. You're you're the new at least number two for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you didn't play any college football. Talk about stressed. Went out there and caught the game winning touchdown. It does help when Tom Brady is probably going to tell you what to do and then throw the ball perfectly. You just got to exactly the way you got to be. Not drop the ball and yeah, just don't drop the ball, son. Just be where he tells you to be when he tells you to be there, and you'll be good. Yep, yep. Do not drop the ball like Alabama receivers. So, uh, shout out to Sour Grace. <laughs> shout out to Sour Grayson. Um, with that being said, man, these playoffs are going to be wild. These playoffs are set. They're going to be interesting. And I hope that they're as good as the NCAA football playoffs because now that's what we're going to get into. The national championship was yesterday, 1-10- Are you putting crown in the beer? (laughs) The national championship between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide was yesterday. It's the reason that we are actually podcasting on a – Tuesday and not a Monday. No. Well, Norwood's been drinking is because we I had to watch the national championship game. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You talk about somebody that was nervous. Your boy was nervous. The big bad wolf. He'll be nervous. You're not used to being there. The guys, actually, we've been there. We just haven't won it. Uh the guy, the big the, the, I almost the big made it the wolf. wrong joke. I almost <laughs> made the wrong joke right there, boy. But uh, we Nick know what Saban, that means. Nick Saban had uh, pretty much had George's number. He, it, to me, he was in Kirby Smart's head. Kirby Smart was doing a whole lot of stuff trying to outcoach Nick Saban, and Nick Saban was just lining up his players and whooping our butt. And the Georgia Bulldogs played against the Alabama Crimson Tide, and a back and forth game that started out terrible. I did not. I cussed Stetson Bennett out all the way until the end of the game, but I really didn't cuss him out as bad as I normally do. I really was cussing at the coaching. Georgia started out. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Shot break. This is some bullshit. <laughs> Georgia. The game started out. Alabama got the ball first. Went down. Kicked the field goal. That was actually a win for the Bulldogs because in the SEC championship game, they could not get any pressure on Bryce Young. Bryce Young was out there just firing the ball around, throwing for SEC championship records. He won the Heisman off that game. Blah, 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 blah. So in this game, Georgia decided we're not going to change who we are. We tried to get fancy with the coverages and all of this other stuff. And Georgia got after them and they blitzed on 78%, I believe is what I read. 78% of Alabama's offensive plays, Georgia blitzed. And they rattled Bryce Young. And thank God that they did because Stetson Bennett started out the worst possible way you could start out without having an actual turnover. The first play of the game was a Man, fourteen like yard was a fourteen yard loss, and I don't really blame that on Stetson. I blame that on the offensive coordinator. Why would you call play action pass on the first play of the game? Got that boy socks knocked off. 
I was like, here we go. Uh, and and then, I was like, here we go. <laughs> second play, uh, Stetson goes to, we get a delay of game on the second. No, I'm sorry. Second play, Stetson gets a 17-yard rush or something crazy, but then he fumbles. Stetson fumbles the ball. And I was feeling real good. Then I was like, oh, he's scared, and they playing like themselves. What made it worse was he fumbled the ball without getting touched. He just was running and fumbled. The third play, third down and eight, he gets a delay of game. I was like, oh, my God. The fourth play, I'm sorry. The oh, third my play, God. <laughs> after the third, after the delay of game, he rolls out and throws the ball six yards into the dirt. I said, Bam about to beat the shit out of us, boy. We ain't got nothing. Then Georgia's defense rises up and, hold, and makes Bama punt. And then Stetson Bennett, if it's one thing Stetson Bennett, I have to give him credit for. He can throw a deep pass. He threw that deep pass to George Pickens. George Pickens was back. It was the healthiest we had been all year. George Pickens came back from ACL. I don't think he's fully 100% because he didn't play the whole game. But And they only sent him on one route, a go route. But he burnt the DB, caught it, and all of a sudden Georgia was off. Then Georgia outcoaches themselves, and they kick a field goal. So it's 3-3. Three, three. And they traded – Georgia and Alabama pretty much traded body shots all game. The changing point in the game in the first half was Alabama lost John Mechie, their leading receiver, in the SEC championship game to a torn ACL. The second leading receiver and the number one receiver on the draft board, Jamison Williams, caught a 40-yard pass against Georgia and was about to turn it up. And when I say turn it up, he was about to run to the end zone. He came down, planted. He was about to cut to the right, and that knee gave out. And he went down immediately and grabbed his knee. And I you said, see a pop. You can literally see it on the replay. You see a pop. Like, pop. Yep. And you're like, oh, there it is. And then after that, it was. You know what it reminded me of? Remember when KD came back with the Warriors? Exactly what it he looked was like. Doing that, and you could Amen. see his ankle. You could see his Achilles yeah. pop where his calf was. Yeah. I said, "Up." Oh. So when he got hurt, I literally screamed out, "No!" Because I'm happy to win the championship. You want to win it with with the guys. You want to yeah. beat them at their best yeah. because. The thing about Alabama that they always say is we want to beat you at your best. We don't want no excuses. And shout You're out right. to Alabama. They played very admirably the rest of the game. And, but, and, damn, and, and even more than and I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and save Bama because they're Bama. But a lot of teams would have mailed it in. We lost our, our, our other guy last in the SEC championship. We come here and lose our, our number one. A lot of guys quit and go home. They played tough the whole time. Yeah, not Nick Saban's. Not Nick Saban's. Yes. And I will say that me and my brother was talking before this, and this is one of the things that sounded a little bit reasonable. I am interested to see what Bryce Young looks like with the Atlanta Falcons. We got another year of Matt Ryan anyway. I assume that we will probably be drafting somewhere in the mid to top first round again. And have you seen our schedule? We are going to be in the top five. 
No, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. We played the AFC North. We played, so that means we played the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. We played the NFC West, which means we play the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams. We play the Chargers and Justin Herbert. We play the Washington football team. And then we mid. play our division. Then we play our division. It's a lot of, it's a mostly our division mid. I mean, I don't know. We, we guessed this year and we was wrong for a long time. And then we was actually pretty right towards the end of the season. So uh, we'll see. I think we still another mid, mid-tier team. I assume that Bryce Young and, and us will be right on the same pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, looking for each other. You're going to have to get a little bigger. But Bryce Young is, is impressive, man. All those passes, he was getting beat up by destroy. The they they kept getting up. Ass. It kept in the passes he were making were on the dime. Like he like all his passes. I I'll take him the, now. The only Aaron throws he made were the ones that got intercepted. That you, was the okay. So if you give right now, I'll take him right now. Hey, Matt Ryan, or stick around for a season, but you can really let yourself out. Um, but yes, I, I'm right now, Bryce Young is the guy who that first round pick needs reserve. RSVP. Hey, big dog. Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get there. We'll talk about when he, because he's got another year. But um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, it's very clear who's the better quarterback of the two between Stetson Bevin and Brian, Bryce Young. That was never a question. But Georgia in the second half <laughs> came out, and I don't know what Kirby Smart said to them in at halftime or if this was part of the game plan, but Georgia had five yards rushing in the first half. Five. Something said that, that in the, I said that to you. I was like, whatever team decides to start running the ball and can do it effectively first wins this game. And I'm like, and, and it was kind of frustrating me because this is an SEC championship. The SEC is mostly notorious for being strong, fast, and aggressive. And Bama is notorious for having really good running backs. They have good wide receivers too, but also it's kind of like, hey, he's a Bama running back. He's probably going to be that deal in, in the NFL. And for them to just go basically five wide, you know, so much so early, I was I was disappointed. Well, I think you got to give some credit to Georgia's defense. Yeah, I was Georgia's about to say Jordan Davis does make it difficult for you to want to run between the tackles. The defense said that they got a wake-up call in the SEC championship game, and they ran gassers before gassers. Is they went ran sprints every morning and after every practice and after every weight session. They went and ran sprints to get there to get their wind up. Let me tell you something. That is impressive. One, it's also such a subtle shot in disrespect to Michigan because they said the whole time we were preparing for Bama. Michigan was just a formality. I mean, we, me and you have covered the fact that there's Lions football and then there's SEC football. I do, and this will be the only compliment that I will probably ever give. I do want to thank Georgia and Bama for giving us a national championship we deserve. Um, I don't game. think I don't think that you could have put two teams together better and got a better result or even anything close. Uh, 
And as much as I hate Bama, and you know how I feel about the team in Athens, um, I do thank them for putting on a good show. And that's about it. This is guys all I got for you. It was a good game. It was a good game. And eventually, Georgia, once Bama lost Jamison Williams, it was pretty much that was it. There was they, but they, they fought, but they didn't have they enough fought. to fight back. They didn't, they didn't have the they didn't at the end of the day, the talent from Georgia was too much for them to over and the injuries from Bama was too much for them to overcome. Yep. And Georgia, Georgia played a hell of a game. And we are national champions. What I am interested in is for another shot for that bullshit. <laughs> what I am interested in is Bama's defense is like 90% underclassmen. Bama's oh, they all offense, coming back. Bama's offense, all their skill players, aside from those two receivers, are underclassmen. Coming right back. This don't get better. And none of this gets better for any of us. So Bama is about to come back with a vengeance. But they do lose most of their offensive line. I think they keep their center. They do lose those two receivers. They do lose Brian they Robinson lose, they, running back. They lose those two receivers every year for the last hundred years. They find but some. But, but my point is, they have a lot to replace, and they lost seven players to the transfer portal today. So, so there's a lot. Day. There's a lot going on in Bama. But if there's any school that is equipped to handle that, it's Bama. And the reason I say we'll probably it's going to be crazy is because we'll we have a chance to see this rematch again because Georgia does yeah. lose their front seven. They lose their whole front seven, all four linemen, all, all, I mean, all three linemen, all four linebackers, plus the backup linebackers and are gone. Don't let the, the thing- dough hit you. Don't <laughs> let the dough hit you. won't be missed. But they, and they also lose, uh, they lose two offensive linemen. They lose two, they're two starting running backs, and they lose Stetson Bennett, which I'm not really you know, tripping about that. But Georgia, uh, the turning point in the game was when Georgia put Jamari Sawyer, their best offensive lineman, at guard and brought in the freshman at tackle. And all of that, that's when they started running the ball. So if anybody can rebound at the offensive line position and reload, it's UGA. Also at running back. And all of their receivers are underclassmen. And they only lose the safety and one cornerback, but they have like the top five cornerbacks of the last two draft recruit classes are coming in, are starting, along with number five, Keely Ringo, who had the, who was a freshman who had the interception return for a touchdown to steal the championship for the national championship, Georgia Bulldogs. So what I'm saying is with Florida, it who is now fully in a rebuilding stage. Tennessee is not relevant. Auburn is not relevant. LSU is still trying to figure it all out. They just lost 60% of their class that won the national championship. A lot of people who hate UGA. I think you have a strong possibility to see Georgia and Alabama back in the SEC championship game and possibly back in the national championship game again. Nobody wants to see that. None of us. None Me specifically. None of y'all. I wouldn't mind not seeing Bama, but none of y'all. Um, so that was an interesting game, man. It was fun. Then Georgia was Bulldogs beat the crap. They won this college football playoffs. 
something Florida's never done. Uh, and next, next segment, they, me, please, Lord. They beat Michigan so bad that Jim Harbaugh is rumored to be leaving Michigan to go to the NFL. <laughs> That boy like a splash cast at the end of that splash cast. Adios, mi amigos. Hey, Love y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all players over there. Y'all be safe. <laughs> oh, man. So it's going to be. I see y'all. I, we, hopefully we'll draft y'all. <laughs> the college football play. The college football playoff was one for the books in the NFL playoff. If, any, if it's anything comparable, it'll be great because it's so wide open. It won't be. We all know college football is where it is. Did With I say that, that into the mic? <laughs> with that being said we've come to the end of our football segment thank you five minutes but you know we had a lot to cover edit it uh, off no uh you got to now, cut it <laughs> cut it cut it we are now, cut we are it. now going to get cut it. our nba news around the league uh we got a few topics we're going to talk about part-time Kyrie, malik monk all cardio guys as well as dirk statue and a few other things so let's get I'm into just, some NBA basketball. I'm going to continue to drink because I'm sad. He's sad because the Georgia Bulldogs are national champions in Florida. Mute him. Mute him. You can't mute me, brother. <laughs> I'm unmutable. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, of episode 39 of the Splash Cast, our Around the League edition. We are now going to get into some NBA news and notes around the league. We've got a couple of topics we want to talk about today. Uh, your man Kyrie is back, kind of. You know, a little bit here, a little hit, a little here, a little there. He can't play in New York. He can't play in New York, so he can't play against at home in Brooklyn or against the Knicks. So he will miss those games, but he can play on the road. So Kyrie Irving is back. He came back and immediately uh, played pretty well. I think he had 24 points, pretty much his career average, 20, 24 points, six assists, five rebounds, somewhere in there, and they won the game. Kyrie is the first part-time player since Terry Dishinger in 1962. Who is Terry Dishinger? nobody knows <laughs> and he probably is a dishwasher uh this is the only thing he is part-time part-time as hell never thought that boy, that boy Kyrie came right on in look like he'd been playing basketball for the whole season let me oh. tell you it was it was it was not a beat miss <laughs> it wasn't let me warm up it ain't I'm not sure if I'm gonna have it Boy, that boy had the jelly in this hand, had the sauce in this hand, and he was handing out sandwiches to anybody that wanted one, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he did have a little rest in the first quarter. But once he got into the flow of the game, I was like, he just shook him out his shoes. You know how disrespectful you've been playing all season? And, and uh, dude comes in after not playing. <laughs> and just comes just in, doesn't miss. You be like, wait, 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 wait. Where you been? Oh, I still got it. But they say he's been playing in a lot of gyms. They saying he's been playing a lot of pickup games. He's been playing against a lot of those guys who kind of play in the NBA for a little bit. 
you know, on the 10 day contracts. I think I saw him play against Beasley. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's Kyrie. And outside of the eccentric Kyrie and, and doing all the other parts, he is still as far as respected by most people as the best ball handler of all time. Definitely has the best handles that I've seen all time. Uh, you know, a lot of people debate. Chauncey Billups said he's the be- the most skilled point guard he's ever seen, which I don't know if I believe that because he, I only, get into averaged, that. he only averages six, five, about five or six assists for his career. Magic Johnson averaged 11. Steve Nash but. averaged eight. Isaiah Thomas averaged 10. Like, so it's kind of hard to say that he's the most skilled point guard. But in terms of ball handling skills. The handle? Yeah. Ain't nothing you you, find, you find anybody else. I'm going to tell you who you don't need to talk to is that boy, Kyrie. His, now, he may have the best handle and layup package I've seen in a long So much sauce. Time. So much sauce. <laughs> yeah, so he's definitely getting back. So against the Trailblazers, they actually lost. But uh, he played, but he played all 40 minutes. How, how did I don't the trailblazers don't have CJ McCollum. They don't have Dame Lillard. Uh, Anthony Simons is handing out Trey Young. That's moved 43 piece. Um, he, scored I, 30, I, he scored 32 the next game, scored 23 against uh, the Nets. He's, he's, he's the real deal. He can score. But the point is Kyrie is out here, hadn't missed a beat. Hadn't missed a beat at all. So he Kyrie, be, he beating y'all. Y'all keep playing with him. Even without Kyrie, the Nets were in first place. And if they can figure out how to play it, because they've only played like 20 games together. If they can figure out how to play together, all three of them, y'all. You, mm-hmm. I, I would God say, speed, my friend. We uh, always, if, if when they figure it out, at that very moment, everybody minus maybe the Warriors and Suns is wasting their time. I was going to say minus the Warriors and Bucks because Giannis is still that dude. Giannis was out safety, health and safety protocols and missed however many games. I think he missed two weeks, came back and had a 30 point triple, you know, 34, 15, and nine and three blocks. You, and you're right. Gian- Giannis out there with top 15 player Chris Middleton. The dope that this, that, that guy smoked. I don't know who said it, so I'm not going to, you know, I ain't going to say, but there, that must have been somebody. Oh, oh I will tell y'all who said it. My brother, Cedric Holloway said it. I told, I, and I had to ask him, I was like, are you okay? <laughs> you going through something? <laughs> Chris Middleton, top 50. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is there new numbers that they've added? I know there's different math, but last <laughs> time I checked. Boy, using that common core? Yeah, you, start, you know, they be teaching that, man. They be like, swoop that, and then swoop oh, that, and then cross man. this, and then all of that all over 2A, and that's how you get it. Yeah. So, Chris, Middle, Chris Middleton, for sure, ain't never been top 15 in the NBA ever. He ain't been top 15 NBA in his own 2K. <laughs> he said his creative player is still trashed. <laughs> Hey, maybe, and I hate. I love my brother. I love. I genuinely love my brother. He, but when he said that, I looked at him like, "Man, have you lost your whole damn mind?" <laughs> and I told you I was gonna cook your ass. The podcast was very easy. Talking <laughs> that craziness. Yep, yep, yep. Um, in a bit of breaking news, uh, a fan favorite, 
a constantly underrated player who I think just needed a change of scenery. Bowl Bowl uh, has been traded to the Pistons for Rodney Magruder in the second round pick. Bowl Bowl was like the top recruit out of high school, signed with Oregon, but broke his foot. He was going to be a lottery pick until he broke his foot. And then he ended up being the last pick of the draft uh, because he wasn't able to work out anything by the Nuggets. And every time he played, whether it was summer league, preseason, getting in at the end of the game, he did something that was highlight worthy, whether it was a crazy block because he's 7'2", whether it was a rainbow three because he could shoot threes, whether it was him leading the fast break. Um and doing a no-look pass at seven feet two, or whether it was him dunking on somebody after getting the rebound, he did it all, but he couldn't get in the game. Now, with the Nuggets, I understand that to a certain extent because you got Joker in front of you. So all the minutes are going to go to Joker, and then Bobo still has to gain some type of weight in order to be a big in the league to be able to at least be in the post. But everything else about his game warrants him to be a role player at minimum. So he's now going to Detroit, where Detroit has Jeremy Grant. They have the number one pick. And then they have now Bowl Bowl, and he should be able to flourish. I'm trying to figure out how the Hawks didn't, at least. Hey, all right. Now, this is where it is tricky. Gorgie Jang, 248 pounds. Bowl Bowl. 220 pounds. That makes me uncomfortable because you're that tall. You only weigh 220 pounds. Yes, I feel like three inches and you're 220. You probably, I could probably just break you in half. But I've saw I've seen what we got out of Gorgie Jang all season this season. I'll swap it out for the test. It's not like Gorgie's playing. He's giving us 10 minutes, 3.6 points. And 3.3 rebounds. Let's just try to see if, if Bo Bo could do that. And dribble. And Bo Bo is a more consistent shooter than him as well. He has a better shot. So, but Bo Bo, now I don't know about his defense now. He can block shots, but I don't know how he is. What, what have you seen out of Gorgie Jang where you're like, oh, we can't miss this defense? <laughs> very true. Very, very true, man. So I'm I'm happy for Bo Bo. I, I can't wait for him. To see how he plays. Oh, I thought you was gonna um, can't wait for him to make it to the Atlanta Hawks because we are interested, kid. We will we take are. you in a heartbeat. We we look we, we we only moments away from shelving this whole thing anyway. <laughs> and uh in other news in Dallas, Dirk is now getting his statue. He brought Dallas their only uh NBA championship. He is regarded by many and most as the greatest European player, basketball player of all time. Uh, he is Dallas. He is the Dallas Mavericks all-time leading everything. And he pulled off one of the greatest upsets in NBA Finals history in beating the Miami Heat with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. I'm, I'm calling on timeout. Okay. Dirk got the worst statue I've ever seen in my life. Isn't it I'm, like a sh him shooting, but then the ball is supposed to... <laughs> it is... And this is where, Reggie, I expect you to put it right here. And it's Dirk, and it's like... All right, I'm childish. It's three balls, like, on his head. 
And all of this is just, it's a train wreck. And Mark Cuban, that's, I will feel betrayed. This is like when they did, uh, was it Ronaldo's uh, bust? And it just looked just wild. Oh, it looked like an eight-year-old was making clay statues. (laughs) Yes. This is how the dirt statue looks. And I don't know why you, just do something else. It's bad. Uh, I, I, I would you know somebody to think outside the box, like build a statue of him shooting and then put another small statue of a basket with the basketball going through it. And that would have been it. It just show the follow through. Don't show the beginning of the shot. Or just any, anything other than this. Is or him like this, than this when he's winning the championship, him and holding it, the trophy. Like there's this, so much more that they could have done. It's it's a terrible it's a terrible. One. This this is a true tragedy. And Jason uh, Kidd did have jokes though. He said, "Hey man, we'll sign you to a ten day. Be handing out ten days like Skittles." I mean, if you're looking for a tall guy from Europe to play, you would assume Chris Tapps, but I would assume that Dirk is probably more readily available than Chris Tapps Porzingis. I think they both have the same ability to get injured at this point. 40-whatever-year-old Dirk and Pierce Stapps for Zingas have the same possibility of getting injured if they were to play together right yes. now. So. Uh, now, we also have another subject here um, that we ended up editing out. Uh, we call it the all-cardio team. Uh, being that we had a former member of the all-cardio team, and when I say all-cardio team, those are guys who play 20-plus minutes but don't actually record any stats. Uh, the, the all cardio team was, of course, numero uno himself, T Snell, give up Tony Snell. Uh, he played 20 minutes and just went for a jog. Uh, Danny Green was supposed to be the newest guy to be added to the team, but in his 24 minutes, uh, they actually went back and found one steal, so he did not absolutely do nothing for 24 minutes. He just happened to be the, the right place at the right time and was able to create a steal. Uh, so he's not going to be on the team. We have Glenn Rice. I did not expect this to go over. Uh, also, Andre Robertson. I did expect him to go over. And Hollis Thompson. Who? I remember him. He's not good. <laughs> Those he are two things. Fortunate. If you're not good, I definitely do not want to remember you. Be yeah. safe. Splashcast yeah, doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. <laughs> in other news man kpj kevin porter jr and christian wood did come back from their suspension and meltdown and uh leaving in the middle of the game uh to come back and play pretty well and they got a win in their return so shout out to the young guys coming back and respond i think kevin porter jr ended up in the game winning shot against uh the washington wizards that game he so. shot pretty badly but when you, they needed the shot it's so funny because christian wood actually played good in the game and then Kevin Porter Jr. came through. And I think he's still, like, everything minus his shots were right around where they needed to be. He was just missing them. But the one shot you needed him to make, he, he makes. And now you look like a fool. I don't know say you look like a fool, but you do have a problem. Mm-hmm. You can't have guys leaving mid-game. Mid-game is the some of the wildest times. He's like, all right, now I'm, I'm going to dip right now. I'm going to holler at y'all tomorrow. Do you think? Do you think the Rockets are scared that he's yes. got a lot of AB in him? Oh man, oh, yes. The Rock, yeah. <laughs> that lady had a lot of, <laughs> and she still looked that toilet. 
Big city. Oh, big city. man. <laughs> I definitely think that it's kind of the, the unfortunate situation of where the Rockets are. You're looking for any good players that you can get. So you have Christian Wood, who's kind of a, been a few places and just never really sold anybody. And then you have Kevin Porter Jr., who clearly comes with his own anger issues. And those are the probably the best players you can acquire, but what do they do for your team continuity? And, I mean, we're Hawks fans, and our team seems to be melting down, so I don't know if we're the right guys to be talking about it. But uh, I don't know if it's easy for you guys to keep it together, and I think that they'll probably try to do some type of consolidation trade. Yep, they will. Um, so, yeah, the all-cardio guys, whole lot of whole lot of effort, no results. Whole lot of mid. KPJ and Seawood back. And, of course, you got to have a lot of personalities in L.A. Malik Monk, who scored seven three-pointers against the Hawks, had a, had a season high. Uh, says he has no tattoos on his shooting arm, his right arm, because that is strictly for buckets. <laughs> he's paying homage to Nick Young on that. So I, that was pretty funny. I thought that was something that we could throw in. I love this. Number one, the fact that and, and two guys, because I feel like they're joined to the hip, Nick Young and Gilbert Arenas. While not necessarily like the NBA favorites, I think there are two guys who are great for the who were great for the NBA. And to see Malik Monk now be like, oh no, this arm here, like I can get tatted anywhere else on my body, but this right arm here, buckets only. And he's kind of turning into one of the better Lakers players, mostly because he can not turn the ball over 10 times a game and he makes some of the threes that he shoots. Yep. 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 So, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our NBA segment of News Around the League, episode 39 of the Splashcast. You don't want me, then don't talk to me. Uh, Go ahead. Are, <laughs> and free free Norwood. No, free Norwood. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> we are now going to get into our final segment of episode 39 of the Splashcast. Is our splashes of the week. We're going to talk about... It's a whole lot of news in New York. Folks are angry, and they are feeding the vice known as gambling, as well as the Kraken's equipment manager is saved. Stay tuned as we get into our splashes of the week. I'm going to finish my bottle of crown. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our final segment of episode 39 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. Going to get into get some of our splash, <laughs> splashes of the week. Uh, first off, first thing we're going to talk about, Norwood, tell me about the Kraken's equipment manager was saved. Yeah, so this is actually one of the better stories we have. Um, one that doesn't involve University of Georgia Winter National Championship. Um, but yes, the assistant equipment manager, uh, he was there on the bench. There was a lady behind him who was, she's a patron at the game and she notices that he has this growth on his neck and she's reaching out to him like, Hey, you might need to get this checked out. It might be cancerous. It looks you like know, just, cancer. Yeah, just normal, regular stuff. She reaches out. She tells him this. He does go get checked out. 
finds out that it's actually cancerous and does get it removed. Um, this is and they then they honored her at the game. They honored her at the game. What whatever you will need some of my check. Um, are you hungry? I'll see you some Uber Eats. You saved and my life. Her, oh, and she's in medical school and they gave her a scholarship. Yes, do that. Do that. You should do more of that. She said, yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if she's anybody, yeah, what she say in my life? Like, I'm kind of, I'm forever indebted. Um, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do whatever you got to do at that point. And, and just, number one, congrats on her, like, reading the books in college and knowing about the stuff that you're supposed to know about. Also, congratulations to him for getting a second chance at life. You know, and, and being able, like, early detection, like, we play around a lot. We laugh a lot on this podcast, but this is very serious and very risky. And for him to have this opportunity is, is fortunate. Thank the people in your life. And, yeah, they, they're going to have a relationship. I would assume for the rest of their life. You say my life, like, me and you are, you immediately go into the family text group. Shout out that he had um, the wherewithal and belief to actually go and get it checked. Listen, it's so many people who don't listen. Uh, we ain't going to talk about people who don't listen. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, so shout out to her, man. Moving on, moving on to New York. A New York fan is suing the New York Jets and Giants franchises for $6 billion for ang pain, anguish, and suffering because they both suck. I think that is hilarious that he decided he put a, he put a number on it, $6 billion. He also sued them for false advertising because they claim that they are New York teams and they both play in, in, in Jersey. I'm okay with all of this. <laughs> if you live in New York or New Jersey and you're subjected to dealing with the, and the Jets are even worse. Mm. The Jets specialize in finding a way to be the hottest flaming bag of garbage every year. Every I single mean, year. you got to think they struggle through the butt fumble. That's what you're known for. Not just Mark Sanchez. The whole organization is known for the butt fumble. But you're more known for the butt fumble than Mark Sanchez is for the butt fumble. Mark Sanchez has a great career as a broadcaster. You, He came in, butt fumble, and left you with it. Hold that <laughs> L, fam. There is a whole lot of toilet and butt jokes today. <laughs> and I was saying, okay, now that we've gone down this stupid rabbit hole, I was like, this is what, like, you get crop dusted. Somebody leave, <laughs> somebody leave this for you and then going about that day. He's like, oh, this is awful. What this is, is basically what, it's basically what it's like to be a giant. I mean, not a Giants player, a Jets player. The Giants, not, not far off, but not. <laughs> it's one of the best things about being a Giants player. You're like, I'm not on the Jets. <laughs> What's it like being a Jets player? Ever been trapped on the elevator with somebody that has gas? That's what it's like. <laughs> that out. Oh man. And let him get finally, out let him, <laughs> let him run. Let him run. <laughs> Quick scope. And then finally, uh the New York in New York, betting is now legal. Gambling is legal in New York. And New York had more bets placed. Uh in the first week of legalized gambling than anywhere else in the country combined. That includes Las Vegas. That's a whole... Your, I need you to reword your statement. 
they had more legal bets. You think that these people just seriously started the bets just because it's legal today? Well, yeah, that's what I, I mean. Nah, yeah, that's nah, nah, that's nah, 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 nah. Sometimes, I mean, people going to do it anyway. And I mean, it's 2022. We can basically do almost anything other than go out on the streets. Um, <laughs> that is going down that rabbit hole. But so, yes, I legalized betting. Hey, legalized betting in Texas. I'm trying to get on FanDuel. I do not want to use my unscrupulous tactics to get to what I need. I would rather you just just legalize it. It's Texas. I mean, you can walk around with a sword. Why can't that sports bet? Um, Let's go for it, man. <laughs> I agree, man. Should Atlanta? We we have. Oh, you're right. Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. needs it bad, and because and but they don't want to make Atlanta fans rich because you know you just normally have to bet against the teams in Georgia and you will win. Uh, except for the national championship this week. So, ladies and gentlemen, no, 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 no. <laughs> it'll be 41 years before you need to worry about that uh, bet again. Uh, it's somebody uh, who's been betting against y'all for 41 years. He's like, oh, uh, you finally got me, goddamn. Oh, man. That would almost be funny if we didn't win. But the we have come to the end of episode 39 of the Around the League edition of the Splash Cast as. We have now covered the NBA, the splashes of the week, HBCU news around the culture, as well as news around football and no other news bigger than the Georgia Bulldogs are national champions. If you don't have anything else, Norwood, I'm going to say the Georgia Bulldogs are national championships one more time, and then you can take us out. He did the right thing there. It'll be a little different today. This life is ghetto. <laughs> this has been a tragedy. This has been a tragedy to our community. It's been a tra- tragedy to our lifestyle. These bums injured the entire Bama team and then somehow pulled off a national championship. I don't want to incorporate any of the people who I typically support. I don't want, I don't want any of them to be involved in this. We're going to do something a little different to close out this game. I'm going to drink my problems away. So first thing we're going to do is I can't believe the university of Georgia ever actually won a national championship. I am truly sad today. There are only two teams that I hate. And then one of them succeeded. (sighs) Um, we'll be back next week. I'll be way more enthused to pod next week. Ooh, I thought you were about to say, we'll be back next year for Florida. I was like, you don't even believe that. <laughs> Damn, I closed the I closed the fucking show out, Reggie. And here you go once again. Nah, Big Snipe, that's your name, Big Snipe. You've been sniping the whole damn episode. Go ahead, Big Snipe. Go ahead. Matter of fact. I just, anybody who's struggling with this, and I know that there are plenty of people who are struggling with this because it's been 41 years since the bums did it. Uh, I'm going to drink and act like none of this ever happened. I'm going to let you close out the rest of the episode. Go for it, Reg. It's yours. I'm drinking. Well, one, one, it's been 20, it's been all of about 24 hours since we won the national championship, not 41 years. Um, Therefore, we have come to the end of the episode (laughs) <laughs> oh you know what i'm out i'm gone i'm gone <laughs>
Remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review us. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have actually been really interacting um, when we watch the Hawks games on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram for our Saturday morning live where we go over the weekend's games. Where This Saturday morning, we will be talking about the playoffs and picking uh, – who we think will win the wild card round of the playoffs. Uh, number one, more Cowboys and Cowgirls. Number two, more black baseball. Number three, support your local HBCU. If you don't have an HBCU to support, uh, you can always send your money to Hampton University or Southern University. Uh, with that being said, you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you decided to kick it with us for a few hours, and we are eternally grateful. Uh, we love y'all. And as you can see, Norwood peaced out on us uh, because the Georgia Bulldogs are shit, man. <laughs> He's I'm back saying, now. Man, you ran my, you ran my little spill. You killed my shit. Yeah. You told me to close it. Go ahead, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. Oh, uh, man. Y'all be safe. Adios, me amigos. Uh, remember, Tuesday, ATL edition is out. Wednesday, Splashcast 12-pack. Thursday, around the league edition. Friday, uh, well, nothing right now, but we will get ready for, I forgot about it. I meant to say Saturday, we have our uh, Saturday morning live. So make sure y'all join us and, and, and interact with us. And if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about, go ahead and send us a DM, shoot us some information, and we will be sure to include it on the Saturday morning live. With that being said, adios, mi amigos. Let's go home, man. I'm seeing this. I'm unhappy. National champions. Cut! Cut! Predictable